This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Good morning, everybody. It's Josh and JB with episode 37 of Radiant Reflections. Josh is back from uh, some respite. Yep. Uh, tell tell yeah, the listeners had, and viewers. Uh, yeah. How yeah, we had go? Kinsey fill in my spot. It was good. So I hung out with my family, uh, all but one of my siblings and my, and my parents. Oh, good. So good. Yeah, good t- time hanging out with nieces and nephews and up north, right? So nah, so they're they're right in between Fenville and South Haven. Okay. So That's I mean, it's northwest it's, of it's here. It's northwest of here. Okay, I yeah. know South Haven's northwest. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right yeah. right up in that that neck of the woods. Okay. Um, had some Nerf battles with my nephews and. Stuff like that. So good. good. We hung out. It's good. Time. Good. 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 Well, I hope so, uh, it was somewhat restful. I know when, when there's little ones all around, sometimes that can be not as restful. That's right. But but it's good. The, yes. We, uh, a we different try to change of pace. Yes, and we try to approach it from a, a the standpoint of trying to make memories. So yeah, we made memories. Our kids made memories. This is a good thing. It's so. good. But uh, I saw, I watched the episode with Kinsey. Yeah, so Kinsey filled in, and he did. he did a good job. Yeah, he did. It was good to have him on the on the podcast. Uh, it was a good episode. Really encouraged. Uh, so yeah, rock yeah. and roll. Glad to have you back, though, Josh. Well, thank you, sir. Um, We're just it's it's like a weird summer. Several years ago, we did a series yeah. called Summer Re- Remix or Mixtape or something. Oh yeah, yeah, There's I remember rent, that. Like I feel like the podcast is kind of that this yeah. summer. Yeah, because like we're just we're changing up all the time. So yeah. last week we had Kinsey. Next right. week we've got a special guest. Special we'll guest, nameless until Unknown. you guys see that episode. We I want to know. Do JD you guess? Can you guess if this person has an epic beard or not? If they don't or they do, so just think on that. You know, um, throw your comments on there to see who you think our special yeah, guest. Special is. guest is. All right. So it's one of my favorite people in the whole world. So yes, good. Very good person. Yep, I agree with you. Well, hey, uh, what are we drinking here this morning? Mm. This is wonderful coffee. It's some of the best coffee I've drank in a long time. I've been drinking this as a Japanese um, cold pour. I've been drinking this. The espresso has been wonderful. This is the first time I brewed it hot. It is delicious coffee. This is from... Now, Chad and I picked this up on our epic journey. We think that it's... Sunergos or Sunergos. Sunergos Coffee, established in 2003. This is a Christian owned coffee shop in Louisville, Kentucky. Here's the crazy thing. So we're down in New Orleans, and this dude comes by to get coffee with Chad and I. And he uh he he knows his stuff. He's a barista. And he tells us he's a barista at Sunergos, which I know Sunergos coffee. I've had it before. And we tell him. Hey, we're coming back through Louisville on Friday. Uh, do you happen to be working the shift then? He had a one o'clock shift that day. So when we came through from New Orleans, we met the guy in Louisville <laughs> at the shop and got to, and I can't even remember his name. Nice kid, young guy. But uh, yeah, he made us uh, a couple of espressos, made Chad a pour over. Uh, so this is Sunergrass Coffee. It's a, it's a Burundi. So a Burundi. it's Ethiopia. Kabingo Intenso. I'm gonna I'm gonna cover the tasting notes so you can just see Cabingo Cabingo Intenso Cabingo Intenso Yes, this I don't process speak Ethiopian, now. Are you but... ready for this process, Josh? <laughs> this coffee, friends, was processed yeast 
inoculated natural processing. It's an experimental process, friends. It's not like a natural or a washed process. This is a yeast inoculated natural processed coffee from Ethiopia. Have you ever heard of that process I, before? Even? I didn't even know. No, I have no idea. Now, here's what I do know. Um, fermentation style processing is very normal. Like that happens quite a bit where they'll, they'll use a slight bit of anaerobic fermentation during processing to bring out some of those notes. So they'll leave the cherry, the cherry right here of the, on top of the seed and they'll let it ferment a little bit, which imparts some flavor to the, to the bean. So I, my guess is when they say yeast inoculated natural, they just mean a fermentation process. That's my guess. They're just using fancier words. Inoculated, okay. like a, a virus. Or hey, when whatever. you're from the Cabingo Intenso yes. region, you can yes. be fancy. And this is uh, the red bourbon variety of coffee beans. Hey, last week, that crema one you guys had mm -hmm. was a red bourbon. Yep. We, the one that my buddy Josh Wired got mm -hmm. us from Guatemala, that was a mm -hmm. red bourbon. Very common. Okay. Red bourbon is so a that's common the, variety. That's the, that's the type. Oh, which? Variety. Total, total side note. So I was at, like like I said, I was with my, mm. my family, mm -hmm. and my brother, who I think I referenced before, my younger brother, Andrew. Who grows- He grows gooseberries and currants. Correct. He let me try both of those things. Okay, let's so talk I, about that. I what ate did it gooseberries taste like? and currants. And? It's like a, I don't remember which is which. One of them was like a, a more tart version of a grape. Like texture-wise, it's kind of like a grape. Okay. Like, okay. But they were both quite tart. Okay. Which I like. Like, I like wild sour. grapes. Have you had wild grapes I've not before? Had wild grapes. Like that just grow along a fence row. Huh. People will make use those for jam. They're not good to eat, but we used to have wild grapes at the farm and we would use those to make jam. Hmm. Um, they're not the same as regular oh. domesticated grapes. But and they're an absolute plague. If you get them It's an invasive species. Oh my kind of gosh, thing. yes. They grow over everything. Huh. It's it's crazy. But okay. All right. A Burundi Cabingo Intenso. Okay, this is from Ethiopia, Louisville, Kentucky, from Sun Agross uh, Coffee. Um, all right, well, we're going to do something a little different this time. We want, I want you to close your eyes, Josh. I'm going to show the viewers the bag. Okay. okay. Yeah, maybe I will. Nope. It's not, it doesn't want to. It's not focus. focusing. It's not focusing. All right. Sorry, guys. Can I okay, open my you eyes? You can open your eyes now. Okay. What do you taste? You've got uh, three tasting notes on the bag here. So... I've, there's only one that I've got like a what I feel like is a a good guess. Uh, I'm gonna say raspberry. Okay. And I drank it all already, so I'm, I got mm. I got one little drop left here. It's really good, super smooth. It's, I mean, that's that's the, the thing. That's not for a, an Ethiopian. That's not a tasting note, but it's it's a very smooth cup of coffee. I agree. It's not it's not bitter at all. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say raspberry. Yep. It's a good guess and, with an Ethiopian. And pear. Okay. And I've never seen this in a note, but I'll say, I'm going to say cashew butter. Cashew butter. So the smoothness, maybe. There's like a... All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... All right. So the the tasting note says, think floral. So... That's the... That's, what, that's the Literally note. says, think floral. Now, the second huh. one, Josh, you said raspberry, strawberry. So, red berry, I think we, half a point, at, at least. Half a point? At least. Okay. And then, I think the smoothness as well and the sweetness, the brown sugar. Brown uh, sugar. 
I can I can see the brown sugar. Phenomenal coffee. Uh, you want to get good. some of this? How would you pronounce that, Josh? So Sunner Sunner Goss S- Sun. I feel like S U N Sunner Goss or Sunner Sunner Ghost. I don't know. Whatever. I would have to look up because what what I don't even know what it means. The play. I mean, this is that's based on the place in Kentucky, right? Yes, that's so the actual that's, shop. that doesn't have anything to do with Ethiopia. Nothing, nothing. So I'd say Sunner Goss. I don't okay. know what that means. All right. Like, I can't help but want to say snodgrass, though, <laughs> even though that's not at all what, not how it. it's spelled. No. So, and Listeners, uh, you won't know this, but viewers, if you're watching, if you happen to see Josh and I start glistening or perspiring, it's because currently the air conditioning is out in the studio and it's really hot and humid outside. Oh, is it's, that the temp? 79 it's almost degrees? 80 degrees in the studio. So I like that. I like really, really hot weather, but so do I. this is a little bit... Muggy. The humid, like, and this is like such a stereotypical thing to say. Like, yeah. I don't mind the heat. The humidity is what gets you. Agreed. Because you just so start like, sweating. Yesterday, Nicole and I went for a walk in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. it's like it's so muggy outside. It's just yeah. like, Phew. yeah, it was with all that rain. So it was no, beautiful. Though. I remember being in Montana. This this would have been 10, 11 years ago in June. It's like one hundred and ten degrees. Yeah, we didn't care. We're outside painting beautiful. houses because it's that it's that dry heat. Like there's zero humidity. Yeah, I drank a gallon of water over a couple hours. Never had a pee once. Nothing came. Because like you're just you're just evaporating. You're, it's all like just. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So dr- that dry heat thing is for real. It is for real. I lived in uh, Arizona for a little while, and it is extremely hot, but it's different. It is different. Yeah. So yeah cool yeah well, so episode 37 we are still trekking through the gospel of mark it we're, pretty, um, we're not even halfway yet no we're not we want to continue to encourage close. everybody pick these up the csb i saw a few at the cafe yet i think yep. at least as of first service yesterday there were some so yeah. and even if you're like oh man but we're already x number of chapters in so what grab so one what? i mean it's it's a really good study tool mm-hmm. uh if you don't i i was talking to somebody who like they grabbed one and that was the first they said that was the first time they ever actually took notes during a message oh wow was good using incentive. that book which i we would encourage you to do that now not everybody learns that way right i get that i personally i'm a note taker like in college that's how i vociferously josh i see your notebook from here yeah i mean it's like i would i would sit through my college classes and i would just i would handwrite all my notes yeah and then sometimes i would go home and just type those handwritten notes on the sure. computer that was how i studied you don't need like, notes anymore in college because the ai bots will just write your papers for you and then and they also let you just like retake the test like if you're stupid and fail it they're just <laughs> like oh it's okay you can retake it like what kind of nonsense is this oh man. i don't know sorry i'm it, I, fair warning fair warning okay. i found yes i found over the last and this has actually been like a couple of weeks so it's okay. probably good that i i wasn't on the podcast last week okay i've been kind of feisty a little a little feisty been a little feisty okay so if okay. you need to call me out for being a jerk bag okay you call me out for being a jerk i probably bag. i probably won't because i i can be uh goaded into being feisty myself i i rather enjoy it in fact <laughs> a good fight is uh i'm an eight on the enneagram so and you're a red yeah, uh, both of those. You're a yeah. Yeah. I I, I want to <laughs> say that I'm getting healthier, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, but no, I I uh, th- the Gospel of Mark is has been a really cool uh, study so far. So yesterday was a little bit of an interesting uh, uh, message for those who haven't seen it. Go check it out. We always show two versions 
of the message on YouTube. So you'll always see a version that's message only. So if you just want the teaching and then we show one that has everything. So Haley creates two versions. She's awesome. She just had this idea and did it. It was awesome. Like just so cool. So if you want to hear the worship and the teaching, check that out as well. But it was a tag team kind of message between Pastor Brandon. WWE and, style. Yep. Pastor Ryan. Yeah. See, when I was a kid, there was no WWE. What was it? It was WWF. Okay. No, well, Wrestling that's, Federation. That's the, yeah. It's the same when I was a kid. And then yeah. you had now it's yeah. like it's splintered and you've got all kinds of different. Yeah. It was see, I Macho never, Man, Randy Savage. Like Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, yes. So I never, Jim, I was Hacksaw, never big into it. Me neither. Like I had, I had friends that loved it. Like, oh, they had oh, all yeah. the action figures. Yes. They had all this. I was like, I don't know. Yes. But I mean, I never had cable growing up. Same. So like, they're all watching the stuff on channels I can't get. Same. I mean, I'm probably better off. <laughs> yes. No, you definitely are. But they did. They they tag team. Um. Uh. Ryan and Brandon. Uh. They kind of just took little portions of mark well, chapter six and they really they covered the whole chapter so they, they covered did. a ton of ground yesterday. they sure did yeah so. they sure did what are some things i mean josh right there at the beginning of chapter six there's a rejection at nazareth um and jesus uh is talking about a prophet being without honor except in his hometown what are some things that stood out in those first six verses i was trying to think of ways that we could clip through this and i thought what if we just did that like took the sections as we see oh. here and what popped out and, you know, I don't know. Well, and, and too, I think, you know, cause with each section, uh, you know, Ryan and, and Brandon, they, they ask some questions. We can get into some of those too. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it, it's one of those interesting things. And I think sometimes you hear that same sentiment expressed by modern day pastors. Mm-hmm. Like there can be a hesitance. I mean, and, and if you've heard Ryan's story, like he was hesitant to come back. To Sturgis. Yeah. You know, because yep. there can be this struggle right. of, hey, this is where I'm from. Yeah. People here know me as. It's what Kinsey said the week before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people here know me as this. I mean, yeah. with Kinsey's story, it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people here know it's not a great you know reputation, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, That's what he shared. I mean, there's also like some cool redemption mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I've had a similar experience where people who know people that go to our church, but knew me in high school and they say, Josh Brown is a a pastor. Wait, what? (laughs) No, that can't be. You probably have somebody else, probably a different Josh Brown is what they say. So, um, but no, what are some things in those first six verses? uh, Maybe a prophet without honor. I had a question that popped up in my own mind, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, so, I mean, the thing, the thing that jumps out to me is, is verse five. Okay. Because of their unbelief, he. Oh, this is this too. is reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, mm-hmm. um, "Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Just a few sick people. Just a few sick. Just people. a few sick people. But, heal them. but this is, this is something that. Hmm. How do I want to say it? Because I think sometimes we. <laughs> I don't know where I want to go with this. What was your question? So my question, my question out of that exact verse, Josh, is why does our unbelief limit God? And can it? Well, so, does so it? this is where this is where I'm trying to like I'm trying to right. figure out because there's there's a, there's a tension here. Well, I mean, the, some of the tension is this has been this concept has been abused mm-hmm. in that speak into that. Yeah. In that, sometimes you know, in in different church circles, different 
uh, whatever, let's say you come down with a sickness or I mm -hmm. come down with a sickness mm -hmm. and we're praying for healing, but right. you know what? This sickness just persists. Yeah. There are circles within churches mm -hmm. that would say, oh, well, you just don't have enough faith. Mm -hmm. If you had enough faith, right, you would be healed. Right. Or you may and, not have ever now. gotten sick at all. In <laughs> fact, if you have enough faith, you won't die. That's the heart of it. And that gets, <laughs> and that's not, that's not a biblical, no. uh, that's not a biblical doctrine. But that's not. <clears throat> so you've seen that abused. <clears throat> but the flip side of that is, I think sometimes we, we underappreciate how much of a role faith does play. Mm-hmm. Because it says plainly, verse five, I'm going to read it verbatim here out of the CSB. He, Jesus, was not able to do a miracle there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. So I do think that the, the word limit is the right word mm -hmm. in this conversation. How does our unbelief limit God? How does it? Yeah, because it doesn't say that he chose not to. No, because of their unbelief. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, is our is is faith uh, a catalyst mm -hmm. to you know? You think of like a, you know, you've done some woodworking and stuff over over the, over the years, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you ever work with like a two part epoxy, right? yeah, right. Like you need both parts. Without one, it, you, you're it's worthless, right? I yeah. mean, I could pour part A all over the surface that yep. I want to coat. Yep. <laughs> that's not gonna that's no not reactions gonna, that's not gonna do a good job right like you need these two things together yeah uh to actually yeah accomplish anything yeah <clears throat> I, for I whatever reason now as to why yeah. i don't know but there definitely seems to be a correlation between faith you look at you know in in mark four no maybe it's not where no it's in mark two or three the the paralytic Mm -hmm. you've got a guy you know his friends bring him to jesus <clears throat> and that's one of those interesting things because jesus tells the friends because of their faith this guy was healed mm -hmm. we don't even it doesn't tell us that the paralytic had any faith that he would be right. healed right his friend and that gets a believing wife yeah you a, get <laughs> a believing parents have have a capacity to sanctify a house and a home <laughs> we don't talk about that a whole no, lot. No, we don't. I, I think uh, this is this is you know, Josh. We butt into this like every few episodes, talking about the sovereignty of God versus the free will of man. And basically, uh, my thinking is the way that we limit God, it's not actually limiting His will; it's limiting His will only for us. Mm. So the will of God's going to happen. Uh, it's just going to go around us, just like we talk about water. You know, water always takes the path of least resistance, and so does the will of God. So maybe uh, the will of God is changed. You know, some people say God, God's will can't be changed and God never changes. Mm, actually, he does. He does change. I mean, there was a time where he required animal sacrifice and a, and a specific temple and a, a group of people called Levites, and he changed. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a new covenant. A new covenant, yes. <laughs> so, so that's, it's different than the old covenant yes now we're, we're thinking, a better way yeah but i think i think at his core the character of god who god right. is does not change right right the promises that he makes yeah don't change like i mean there's that but just to, to look at it as 
he doesn't change to mean like, oh, he said this. That's the way that it always will be. Right. Uh, right. We don't see that. Well, circumcision, physical Pursu- circumcision right. used to be required to be in a covenantal relationship with the God of Israel. You couldn't be in relationship with God outside of physical circumcision. God was going to kill Moses' sons yep. because yep. they weren't circumcised. Yes. And Moses, like, I mean, his and wife now, was handy with a knife. and She was. A flint. Saved the day. A flint, it says. Uh, but now we know that there is a, a circumcision of the heart, mm. you know, which which changes the game <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, completely. Yep. So, what would we say, uh, Josh, about how, how do we how do we change and grow in faith? How do we increase our belief in God? Well, I think I think uh, so. I would say one of the ways that we do it is to actually is to obey, uh, uh, which sounds so. So the more, uh, my brain is like, I need that coffee to kick in or something. Um, people are like, oh man, is this the voice of God? Is this not the voice of God? Like, and, and people wrestle with it. But and I think, I think the more we we sense the the voice of God, right? Which, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, these are the words of God yes. right, to us. So yes. if you're if you're like, oh, I never hear the voice. Are you are you in His Word? Because that's. <laughs> That's Definitively, his, that's, yeah, that's that's his yes. his, his way of one of his primary ways to speak to us. Yes, as we step out in obedience to those things, I think, and we see God prove Himself true. Mm-hmm. Not that He has to, like, but He does. Mm-hmm. He proves Himself to be who He is, who He says He is. Mm-hmm. I think that grows our faith as we feel those promptings of Holy Spirit, and we step out in obedience. I think not only does that grow our faith, uh, it also helps us more clearly recognize the voice of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think obedience is a is a big one. Actually, do what he says to do. So belief and faith are synonyms, right? Uh, faith. This says um, he was not able to do a miracle there except that he laid a few hands on them. Um, well, where does it say that? Okay, so <clears throat> they're limiting belief and faith in God and who Jesus was. So what, what was actually happening there? They were not believing that Jesus was capable to do the things that he said he could or that he was doing. So what you're saying is that uh, as we obey God in the unseen, because faith is believing in what we can't see, right? Mm-hmm. Hebrews tells us faith is actually believing in something we can't see. So when we walk in obedience to something we can't see, it becomes a little easier the next time something we can't see is in front of us that God's calling us to believe. So if you've seen God physically heal a person once, you're a lot more apt to believe that he can do it again. So it's, it's very much um, uh, like a snowball downhill, right? This is, this is like, maybe I've used this. <clears throat> Maybe I've used this example before on the podcast, and this will probably upset some people. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> Josh is the host on the podcast. No, right? no. And again, and if you if you you have no all permission to challenge anything that I say, um, this is this is a partnership. This is a partnership. Uh, in the, in the the Harry Potter story, mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Right. I don't know about any of these things, but okay. you're going to tell me. So, and and there's this <clears throat> there's this scene where 
Harry Potter and his friend Hermione travel. They go back in time. Mm-hmm. And if you've if you've never seen, it, they've been out for like twenty years. So you're not ruining anything. Like if yeah. if you haven't seen it, that's on you. It is. But like, <laughs> but there's a it it messes. So there's some time travel type okay. stuff, whatever. But and okay. and one part of the story, Harry sees something happen okay like he sees somebody use this you know spell or whatever again and never now probably ever just shut off their youtube because they're offended be adults it's okay (laughs) and he sees somebody do this spell that saves the day right right okay and he's like oh man he's like i think that was my dad even though his dad is dead okay that was my dad okay well so they travel back in time and now they're witnessing this same event from a different perspective and and he's like, hey, where's my dad? Like, he's supposed to show up and save the day. Mm-hmm. He's not coming. He's not coming. He's not coming. Okay. It clicks in Harry. And now he steps forward and he does this. Uh, he does this spell. I see. Because it was him that he saw. I see. It was a weird time travel. Like, time travel stuff okay. is always trippy. Okay. But, like, and, and, and then when he's talking about it, he says, well, I could do it because I saw that I already had. Yeah, so he grew <laughs> from the experience of the time travel right. his like, capacity to do something in the future. He's like, well, I, I, I knew that you. I could do it because okay. I, I already did it. Yeah. I, I think it, it's similar, right? Like, mm. can God heal? Yeah, because I've seen him do it. Yes, yes. Like, that, like yeah. our, our, maybe we don't physically see God, mm-hmm. but we've seen the way that he works. I think this is why, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, God so often told his people to remember. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, I, I just did this really cool thing. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Remember this thing. Yes. Like this was a way that I directly intervened in your life and saved you. Yeah. Uh, and if you can hang on to that. Yeah. Your story. Like that's that's a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, right. Even in the, in the moments of like where I've, I've, I've doubted and I've wrestled with like, ah, is this whole thing legit if i look back over the course of my life like i've seen god show up so many times Mm. and prove himself to be who he tells us he is and in these pages Mm -hmm. like i would have to be intellectually dishonest to say Mm -hmm. oh no you know what so you have substance to your faith you are not believing in fairy tales this is something you've experientially um been a part of it's been a part of your life yes yeah yeah i mean you can't i mean you've got to yeah. like you've yeah. got to have a lot of trust and just coincidence to think that yeah consistently serendipity god yeah, yeah. shows up <laughs> yeah he says he'll do it and then he does so so yeah it's like a weird thing we say it's a, a, a belief in what we we can't see but we absolutely can see the hand of god at work and that grows our faith sorry i've, I've probably taken us like six no no different ways uh, I, no i think i think it, you know, it's the right way because we always want to double click on stuff on rate and reflections like we want to help people understand a deeper uh message than was provided perhaps in the 30 40 minutes that's the purpose of the podcast um i would say too think about what paul says in romans uh, faith comes by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by the word of God. So if Rule you 10. sense that yeah. there's limitation in the work of God in your life, then what Josh shared a, a while back there is that 
you need to probably get into the word of God and, and hear what the word of God is saying about the character and nature of God, which will increase your faith. You can grow in faith. It's not just by experience, but it's also by obedience. It's also by getting into the word of God. The word of God bolsters um, our trust in him. And I think, I think too, like from a, from a prayer standpoint, like there's a, there's an exchange in the, in the gospels, <clears throat> where you've got a, a, a father whose son is demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. And he comes to Jesus and he says, <clears throat> hey, if you can do something about this, yeah. that'd be awesome. And Jesus says, if you can? <laughs> He's like, what's up What's up with that? And yeah. and I love and I've used the prayer of that father. He says, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. Increase my faith. Yeah. Like, like hey, mm-hmm. like there's part of me that, is grabbing a hold of this. I've seen mm-hmm. you heal people. And you know, you see this play out mm-hmm. too, man. Like for for whatever reason, it's it seems to be easier. Let's say, let's say Fred has cancer. Mm-hmm. It's really easy for me to believe in the healing power of God for Fred. Right. Than it is if I'm the one with the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it becomes a lot more challenging to to believe in this healing mm-hmm. God, you know? <laughs> yeah. But but you yeah. so I think we have to we have to kind of grapple with that. Just say, Lord, there's part of me that that is hanging on to this and, and mm-hmm. I know that you can do this. But there's also part of me right now that's not so sure. Lord, mm-hmm. I believe, help my unbelief. And that's such a great prayer, Josh, just to come to God and truly say, Lord, I do believe, but I need you to to help my my belief grow. But then God would say to us, I think I've given you the methods and the practices in order to grow. So we mm. say the spiritual disciplines and practices are, uh, Ryan says, the greenhouse where 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 the life and richness of God is cultivated, where we grow into Christ likeness, where we're formed into the image of Christ. And what did Christ do? He healed. There are miraculous signs and wonders that followed Jesus. And so, if we want to be like Him in this and not limit Him, like we see in His hometown, He was limited. Uh, we need to do. We need to put the right inputs to get the right outputs. Now, are those inputs an earning of the outputs? No, those inputs are because we love Jesus, because we want to just be with Him. We want to experience His presence. The outputs are just, you know, you fertilize an apple tree. The apple trees get the apples get bigger. This is how it goes. But I also think I think like when it comes to growing faith, we have to. Uh, maybe this is the wrong way to say it. We have to set the bar lower. Mm. Like, so I, I had a mentor. Uh, he has he probably never watches this, but Chris Cowling, if you're watching, you rock. So mm. I had a mentor for for uh, several years, and he he was a pastor. Um, he said, and he actually he did a message on this, and, and it probably offended some people, but it's all right. He says he he said he thinks. God cares more about cats and keys than cancer. Hmm. Okay. His point was like a lot of times when the big things happen, that's when we go to God. Mm. I got that cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm like, Lord, oh, my cancer, God, my cancer. Yes. He said, he said, but ultimately we know like through the power of Jesus, through the, 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 the death and resurrection of Jesus, God already beat cancer. And that's where I love when we had Pat on. Mm-hmm. Pat was, he embodied that. He did. He was like, hey, 
God wins either way. He did. Because guess what? I die and yeah. go to be with Jesus. He healed my cancer. Yeah. You know what, you know what I mean? He saw death like, as a healing. Yeah. Not so, too many people see it that way. So ultimately, ultimately, mm-hmm. Jesus already beat cancer. Right. So we go to, and and I'm not, if, if that's you, if you've got that, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to minimize that or say, oh, hey, it's no big deal. You have cancer. It is Please. a big deal. It is a big yeah. deal. Right. I mean, that's, that's one of the realities of our broken world. Yes. But he says, man, like Jesus already, he already yeah. provided for the healing of that. Yes. Uh, it might not look like we think it will. Right. Versus do we got, go to God for the small things? Mm-hmm. Lord, I can't find my car keys. You know, yeah. so so Chris, my, my my mentor, he said he said, man, I think I think God delights in those things, because you can't find your car keys. You've been looking for a day and a half to find your car keys, mm. and then you're like, <laughs> man, maybe I should pray about this. Yeah. Lord, where are my car keys? And then you find, and I and dude, this has happened to me. Wallet. Somebody then my wallet, my wallet. Tell the story uh, again. I mean, so so if, I mean, uh, this was last summer. I don't Ken, know. It was last summer because Kinsey and I, but I Kinsey and I tag teamed. And we talked about uh, Luke 15. We did the three lost things, the lost son. And, and so mm-hmm. we kind of, we got talking. And it was like a week or two before we did that message, I had lost my wallet. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm like. Which could be a very serious thing in this day I've and got age. My, somebody get your wallet. I've got my 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 debit card in oh, there, yeah. the church credit card. Like, I've got my, mm-hmm. my driver's license. I, I carry, and maybe this is foolish, right? I carry my little passport, like the the wimpy version that gets you into Canada and Mexico. Oh, okay. I carry that with me, you know, just in case sure. I go to Canada. <laughs> in the middle of the day. In the middle just, of the day. You know, Man, I'm just going to run by, go to Canada, grab yep. some maple syrup. Drive uh, north. That's right. Um, but I, And I lost it. I could not find it. I'm looking everywhere for this thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've looked all through my house, my bag, my office, my vehicles. Well, uh, Kinsey, we we had like a staff thing, and I was I was freaking. I was like, "Hey, God, man! Like I've lost my wallet!" Like, mm-hmm. and they prayed, dude. I go out to my van like after that prayer meeting, dude. My wallet's sitting right. Th- I've been through this vehicle multiple times. Yeah. My wallet's sitting right there. <laughs> it's like, oh! he cares right. about the small things. He does. He does. Yeah. And, and guess what? Guess what happens there? I can't find my wallet. Somebody prays that God. And I mean, even the wording of of, of Pastor Brandon's prayer. Was like, Lord, if you could just basically make it appear, kind of he thing. Did. And mm-hmm. then he did. Yeah. Like those things grow our faith. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the miraculously mm-hmm. being healed of cancer. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, my mentor, he he talked about like a little girl who lost her kitten. Mm-hmm. God, Loves it. God gave this girl a vision of where her kitten was. Oh wow. And we think, oh no, like vision's going to be this big spirit. No, it's where her cat was because it meant something to her. Because, and but, yeah. like, how yeah. cool, like, for this little girl that she grows up yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, like God gave me a vision of yeah. how to find my little kitten. Yeah, you know, like, no, oh, it's amazing. So he does care about the small things. I, I think growing in our faith, uh, it does happen uh, by those experiences, and so we just need to be present to God. Um, and be open to those things. We prayed for that yesterday, and I can't wait to hear um, of what God did, that there were healings and, and miracles yesterday mm-hmm. uh, in service. What what else, Josh, in, in Mark chapter 6? Anything on the commissioning or John the, the story of John the Baptist? Um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, one line of, of, of conversation we could chase down is, you know, because they kind of talked about that idea of uh, when we're challenged to, to repent, Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so so Herod, his response to being 
challenged was to, to, to put the guy in prison who was challenging him. Yeah. Um, why, why do you think we, because even now, I mean, I think you get this. Why do we respond so poorly to a call to repentance? Because and maybe, and maybe you don't. Maybe you're a wizard at it. No. Like, no, you're no. like the Harry Potter of repentance. No. I love <laughs> uh, it's because we love sin. We love sin. Deep inside of us, in our hearts, and we're going to talk about this next week in Mark chapter 7, uh, the things that we really love in our hearts, th those things come out in, in the forms of sins. And so um, a better way to pray, even in repentance, confession and repentance, is to say, Lord, you know, I could keep coming to you and saying that I'm sorry and I'm confessing this and I'm repenting. And we should do those things like you should do that. Um, but the better prayer is out of Mark seven is to say, God, I see in your word that your word says all this stuff is inside of me. Even though I'm born again, it's still inside of me. You've forgiven me of the penalty of the reality of these things that are inside of me, but you haven't utterly and completely removed my capacity to do you these things. You didn't erase my no. sin nature. Didn't erase my sin nature. I still have it because I live in the flesh. The flesh is, is subject to sin nature. Um, our Wesleyan theology actually challenges that notion. But, but it's yeah, which is it's more complicated than the idea of yes. entire sanctification yes. we talk about. Yeah, yeah, I am talking about that. Which is not as it's it's not as clear, clear cut, cut as yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I, I think it the better way is to look at Mark seven and say, Okay, Lord, um clearly I love this thing. Clearly this is something that I actually even though I'm telling you repeatedly I'm sorry, I don't want to do this, you know, Romans seven kind of thing. Actually, I do deeply inside. <laughs> honestly, if I'm going to be honest, because if I didn't, we do what we want. I wouldn't do that anymore. Right. So the better, better way to confess and repent and to pray is to say, Lord, I need the, the heavenly reality of who I am in Christ to be actually who I am. I'm asleep in sin right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in this sort of lull. I need you to wake me up to who I truly am, the freedom that I actually have in Christ and that my heart, my, my true heart would change towards uh, my desire to do this thing. People talk about this with dieting, right? Like if you have a taste and uh, for, for sweets and for highly, highly fatty foods and those sort of salty foods, when you begin to eat like really healthy whole foods, you're, you're, desire and your taste buds begin to change to where you actually desire fruits and vegetables and so forth. Like you, you don't, it actually changes. I think the same capacity, I think there's capacity for us um, day by day, moment by moment to come to God and say, I want to be who I am in you, Jesus. You've won a battle for me on the cross. I, I am righteous before God. That's what you say. Help me to live and be who I actually am but I need a heart change in order for that to happen. Mm. That's oh, my long-winded response. No, that's good. That's good. Because, I mean, that was one of the things, yeah, obviously, because uh, we don't like to be challenged uh, in areas, but we, and I think that's why some people t sometimes exclude themselves from community, right? Because one of the beauties sure. of community is uh, is accountability. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges, like, you you give people space to be like uh you're being an idiot <laughs> yeah you should you should you should stop mm -hmm. being an idiot <laughs> and, yeah it's only gonna harm you yeah yeah but yeah we don't like that i think some of that is a, it's a pride thing it's a yeah there are all kinds of things go into that
But. Yeah, and Herod wanted, you know, he wanted to be with his niece. Like he wanted that relationship to be okay. And in his Hellenized culture, of course, it was okay. Um, but when John the Baptist came and said, bro, <laughs> this is not okay for the gene pool. Like this is not okay. Well, and that was, and, and it, it was prohibited in Jewish law. Yeah. I mean, yes. it, go to Leviticus 18. Like yes. they're very clear on like, uh, yeah. nope. But why is no, no, no. that? Why did God tell us that in Leviticus? Because incest harms us. Look, the scriptures, I've been listening to a lot of Francis Chan. Uh, and Chan talks about so much how God, and he, he says this all throughout the word, God hates sin. He despises sin. Those are two words that God uses to describe our sin. He hates it and despises it. But why does he? Because of his love for us. Mm. He hates and despises these things so much because of it's actually his hate is motivated by his love for us because he knows that incest is going to harm humanity. It's going to bring in, uh, you know, genetic disorders and disease and sickness and so forth that God loves us so much. He's like, hey, don't do that thing because it's going to hurt you. I love you. I'm giving you these loving instructions, you know, in my experience, in the messianic movement. That's what we understood the Torah to be. Mm. The commandments of God, you know, if you say the commandments of God, it was, people have this different vibe and feeling about rules and laws and regulations. But if you look at the laws of God and say, no, these are loving instructions. Like you tell your kids to do certain things. Why? Don't run out in the road after a ball when the traffic goes by. Because you love them. You don't want them to get smeared well, by but, a truck. But even but even more minor things, right? Like, yeah. like I... We determine for, you know, particularly our younger kids, like we determine what their options are for breakfast. Yes. We don't, we don't wake up and say, all right, kid, what do you want for breakfast? Because guess what? They want ice cream. Yeah, of course and they, they do. Want candy. And they yes. want candy. Yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so because you, that's so, inside. Yeah. Yes. Because guess what? M&M's taste better than, you know. Yeah. Eggs and toast and, yeah. you know, whatever. You know, Healthy well, foods. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. And so, they do. It's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but, I think that I think the the confession, repentance, the story with John the Baptist is a, is a good one because it, it does it, it brings a lot of things to the surface. I think one of the things, though, Josh um, and Ryan, I think brought this in one of the questions. Maybe you have this, but there's a kingdom conflict that we mm -hmm. see between John the Baptist and this whole Jerry Springer story. Mm -hmm. um, and this kingdom conflict is between light and darkness. Yeah, I think the statement, maybe I, <clears throat> this was either what he said or I paraphrased it. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world collide in our hearts and minds. Collide is what he said. Yeah. Yeah, there's a collision. Yep. And I couldn't help but as he's talking about that, thinking of Romans 7, where mm -hmm. Paul says, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do those things. The things I don't want to do, those are the things I do. Who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. our Lord, that we, we can have that conflict has been resolved but we don't experience the full resolution of the conflict until we die. That's why death is healing. That's really why death is a healing. Well, because it's a saying final you freedom. Go out there and die. Like, well, Paul says, you no, know, to just, live as Christ and to die as gain. Take that. No, 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 no. Because I've actually I've had that conversation with people. They're like, well, hey, if heaven is so great and Earth kind of sure. sucks, why shouldn't? Why don't we just die now? Because like, God's uh, will is to use you here. Because God has a purpose for yes, you yes. right now. <clears throat> 
I think the conflict, and there's a couple markers that stood out to me. Josh, speak into this. I feel like I'm talking too much, buddy. No, this is good because uh, I'm, again, I'm feisty and my brain is like okay. a big pile of mush. So. There's a kingdom conflict between light and darkness. Ryan says there's this collision that's taking place. And I think that conflict, it is the call to repentance. Mm. That's where the conflict is because what does the gospel story say? The gospel starts, it's one of the three or four messages I've gotten to share at Radiant Life. Uh, the gospel starts with bad news. Mm. It's not good news to start. If it starts with only good news, it's not the gospel. The gospel starts with bad news. The gospel actually starts with saying, you have missed the mark. You have fallen. You have sinned against a holy God and the penalty for your sin is death and there's nothing that you can do about it. Bad news. That's the bad news of the gospel. But the conflict is when we say, because of that, you must turn you not god's not changing you must mm -hmm. accept the forgiveness that he provides the at one -ment with the father the atonement that we have with god you must go through this process otherwise you'll die in your sins mm -hmm. that's the rub people are like ah, i'm not gonna answer to god i can do what i want to do you know and that gets into because he may uh you know what they ask the question are we faithful to the message even if it offends Yes, and that that ties into that, you know, like, because that's one of the lines of conversation we could go right. Like, why is the gospel offensive? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about? Like, why do people get up in arms about that? Mm -hmm. I think I think some of that you just hit on, right? Because to actually accept the gospel, we have to recognize our own inability. Mm -hmm. We have to, <laughs> you know, we can't we can't meet God's standard all on our own, mm -hmm. but we also have to recognize there is a standard. Yes. I'm I'm not the one who determined like this whole my truth, you know, garbage. Like <laughs> I, I don't actually yeah. get to establish no, sir. what is true and what is not. No. God God, God is the heaven. one who establishes truth. Mm -hmm. Uh and and he says this is what is right and good and holy. Mm -hmm. And the gospel requires me to acknowledge that. Yeah. And then again, my own inability to meet that standard mm -hmm. and the recognition that jesus is the only one mm -hmm. <laughs> who can meet that standard yeah uh and giving up control that's of the, my life mm -hmm. to jesus yeah. <laughs> it says in the last days that every knee will bow and the the gospel is this opportunity to bow your knee now you will bow one day mm -hmm. you will bend the knee it will happen whether you want to or not now is just this beautiful choice and and decision that you can make uh, you know, another <clears throat> another thing that Ryan asks is, will we listeners, viewers really listen to these words? Will we be faithful to the call of repentance, not only in our own lives, but in speaking truth towards others? Will we stand for truth and say, this is what God's word says. This is what's true about God in heaven. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. But he has said this is a sin in his eyes. Will we be faithful to a call of repentance and a call to, to holiness? That's a, tough, that's a tough pill to swallow because mm -hmm. now when we call people to repentance, where are we? We're directly in the center of that collision. We're directly in the middle of the conflict. We as representatives, ambassadors of peace in Christ, become at odds and, and conflict with others. 
and this this is this stood out to me from Corinthians, Josh. The gospel is a smell and aroma of life to some, like this candle that, that we have burning here. But to others, it's a smell of death. Mm. But the death that they're that they're smelling is actually a death to the thing that's hurting them. Right? The thing that they smell, that this gospel's, no, you can't take this thing away from me. I want to do this thing. I want to be this way. I want to, I want to live this way. And God's like, I love you too much. I can't, I can't allow that to happen. I'm speaking now through one of my ambassadors who's telling you that thing you think is good for you, the thing that you think you love, uh, God hates it. He despises it because he knows it harms you. That's like the, the mind job that the flesh, the devil and the world have conspired mm. to to accomplish mm-hmm. and at least in our and probably always but in our modern culture right to where we 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 fight tooth and nail mm-hmm. to defend our right to do something <laughs> that will result in us spending eternity away from it will kill creator. us yeah so <clears throat> we're we're messed yeah. up dude we like are as, as, a, as, a, as a species we're, <laughs> we're messed up we are and that all started with our our father adam the first adam you know when he chose um to turn from god's loving instruction and it has been uh, chaos ever since yep. <laughs> <laughs> what else josh in in mark chapter six i mean we get we get through the be- beheading and then we get to the feeding of the five thousand and the walking on the water uh, what are some other things that stood out to you? Mark six here. You can say I'm just trying to turn back to Mark. Yeah, 6. So I, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of landed again on the walking on the water, beginning in verse five, uh, forty-five. Uh, Brandon talked about this whole story of peter and how they thought it was a ghost and this whole experience that the disciples had the followers of jesus um but brandon really honed in on this question you know why does god allow that sinking in the water with peter when when peter turns his eyes away from god why is there us this struggle or this difficulty that peter goes through um why does god allow those things what's it for why uh i mean i think one of it is <clears throat> it's it's a reminder <laughs> where we're supposed to focus mm. right? because as long as peter was focused on jesus he did just great right but as soon as he as soon as he lost focus of jesus right was it hebrews 12 you know let's fix our eyes on jesus the author mm-hmm. and perfecter of our faith mm. yeah. uh, I like like there's this call mm-hmm to where we're supposed to orient our, our entire lives, which, I mean, they asked that question. What, you know, do we take Jesus seriously every minute of every day? Mm-hmm. And that was, that was towards the end. Right? Leading like, into the song. Yeah. Right. Is that our, is that our focal point? Mm-hmm. Like every day, not just on Sunday, right? Cause we can come out, we can come to church and, and we can say Jesus is our focal point for that hour and 15 minutes every Sunday morning during service. Mm-hmm. Right. But even then maybe it's not, cause maybe we're, we're distracted thinking about other things, but like, yeah, but we're not talking about Jesus as your focal point for an hour and, and fifteen mm-hmm. minutes on Sunday. Like, how mm-hmm. is Jesus my focal point? Yeah, every minute of every day. Yeah, is he my is he my focal point as I'm interacting with my kids, with my wife, with my coworkers, with mm-hmm. my friends, with my you know whatever? Yeah, like are my eyes fixed on him, or am I getting distracted by all this other stuff that's happening around it? Because guess what? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna start to sink, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we get overwhelmed in life, and in some ways. I think the solution is is easy. 
because we just have to re <laughs> refocus our mm -hmm. our attention so all we have to do is is reach out too and 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 pray that simple prayer that that peter prayed he just said lord save me um that was a part of my experience the night i was saved that was the prayer i prayed lord save me and he did he did <laughs> he did and um it wasn't some flowery thing but i think sometimes that god allows those struggles they're actually crafted and made that whole experience the whole story with peter sinking in the water was made for him to call out to jesus this is why god allows these struggles and things in our lives it's actually God's allowance in your life to draw you closer to him as much as we don't want that. As much as we want to say, I wish prosperity doctrine and theology was real and it's all rainbows and butterflies and millionaires. <laughs> it's not. It's people with cancer. It's death and dying. Yep. It's loss of life and it's uh, sin all around us. Um, but God wants to use those difficulties and struggles to cause us to reach out. Yeah, I mean, C.S. Lewis, and, and this will be a paraphrase, but in his book, The Problem of Pain, he says, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he, he shouts to us in our pain. Oh, pain wow. is his megaphone to yeah. rouse a deaf world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some, sometimes those painful experiences, uh, if we allow ourselves to just kind of like focus on our on our circumstance mm -hmm. it can be just this this endless cycle of of self-pity and, and frustration and bitterness uh but what if we every time we walk through a painful circumstance we we try to see this as an opportunity to experience god mm. i don't i was uh so on vacation i went to my parents church they go to mm -hmm. uh church, life bridge it's the Wesleyan Church in South Haven. Oh, cool! And uh, they did was you probably would have you probably would have appreciated it. Uh, they did a, a message on communion mm. and communion as an act of worship. But uh, so they're uh, they actually they kind of tag team that. So Pastor Dan and Pastor Aaron at LifeBridge, and and Pastor Aaron, who is their worship pastor, he talked about uh, in the Wesleyan discipline. It talks about communion as a means of grace. But then he kind of he dug into that a little bit, and, it, mm. and it's like, what if we, what if we, all these things that we view as like mm. obligations, what if we start to view these as opportunities to experience the goodness of God, not just the as, as as a means wow. of grace, right? Wow. Like, like what if what if we yeah. look at our painful circumstances? And he didn't say it, so I'm, and I, he'll probably never listen to this, but I mean, whatever. Like, so hopefully mm. I don't misrepresent. But like, what if we look at our painful circumstances? as as an opportunity to experience the goodness of god mm -hmm. rather than get caught up in again self-pity or, or just self-focus uh towards just this round and round and round with how terrible things are mm -hmm. well if you say all right lord man hey this this is an opportunity for me to experience everything you have mm -hmm. what do you want to say to me in this you know i cannot help as you're talking thinking of joseph mm. <laughs> you know this this whole this whole suffering that Joseph went through and in the end when he he tells his brothers who he is he he says to his brothers you know what you guys intended for evil you all sold me to slaves you threw me into pit like some bull crap that you did to me <laughs> you intended to harm me but God knew he foresaw this 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 famine coming and he wanted to sustain life Joseph says so I actually, Joseph's saying, I went through these struggles and difficulties as a means of grace, not only for me, but for others. Kinsey and I talked about that. 
you know, sometimes the, the conflicts and the struggles we go through are a means of grace for others. Mm. You know, oh man, I remember when Josh was, uh, when God was faithful to Josh and Nicole. I remember and I saw God's faithfulness in their lives. I believe in that same God. He was faithful to them. He can be faithful to me. But I couldn't have learned it unless you had a difficulty that required grace to be extended. Right. Well, and that's where like breaking away from, you know, we live in such an individualistic culture, mm -hmm. right? Trying to break away from that, like on, on both ways, like the good things that happen to me, that's mm -hmm. not just about me. The bad things that happen to me, that's not just about me. The mm. the sin that I commit, <clears throat> this is I mm. think this is another like huge lie yeah. that that people have bought into in our culture in particular. Right? Is like, well, hey, doesn't hurt anybody but me. Mm -hmm. So there's no cool. conflict, right? There's 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 no conflict, no Here's collision. Like, what? I mean, you look at things that we like yeah. private sins, right? We think, oh, that's mm -hmm. it's just me. Like nobody else is affected by this. Well, that, that's mm -hmm. not true. No, everything that you everything that you do uh, is is in connection with every other person in your life because we're interconnected yes we're like a body like there aren't actually any real lone wolves like there are no yeah. islands independent beings like you yeah. you are inextricably uh connected to right. other people but that's all yeah. body is you know if i if i cut my foot and it becomes infected i'm going to end up getting a fever my whole body is going to have a temperature and i'll have infection in my body it it changes things um, yeah, but so it demands, you know, to kind of what your your point was there, right? Like, do we pay attention to the way that we see God work? Not only in our life, mm -hmm. like, not only in me, because like, oh well, if God doesn't heal me, then it, He must not heal. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like He heals, and if He heals you, mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. as much a testimony to me as it is to you. Like, yeah, and that's why when we pray, uh, we ask God for healing. We do also ask for his will to be done mm -hmm. because we don't understand the beginning from the end we don't understand why god allows things or why he doesn't um could he heal everyone with a snap of his finger of course he could of course he could uh, but there are reasons we just don't get it you know we can't see it all and ultimately that that deference to the will of god i think is is significant and now i mean this gets into well maybe this was the will of god anyways but i mean you go to like somebody like hezekiah sure hezekiah he gets sick Yep. Prophet Isaiah comes and tells him, bro, get your house in order. You're going to die. In order. Yes. And, and Hezekiah is like, what? And so he goes and he yep. laments and he prays. Yes. And he prays and then God says, you know, hey, I'm going to give you 15 more years. That's right. Well, in that 15 years, mm -hmm. things go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now again, I can't say, oh, well, look at if he hadn't have prayed. Right. Things wouldn't have gone sideways because ultimately Babylon being taken in exile, that was judgment on Israel for their mm -hmm. disobedience and their yeah. unfaithfulness to God. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So sometimes we pray and we're like, oh, we want to get healing. What if what if we prayed instead, Lord, whatever's gonna bring you the most glory? Lord, if Ooh. me if me if me dying. I don't want to pray that, Josh. I know, I don't either. But like what <laughs> but what if we did? Yeah. I, what if what if our physical death actually brings more glory to God than uh, a physical healing yep so i won't take too much time of this but i do want to i want to say this um in my life of addiction there was a time where uh and my mom would would probably agree with this there was a time where there was some enabling that took place you know where she would uh help me with different bill you know just mm. do different things uh that allowed me to continue in the lifestyle that I was in very very brief uh time that that happened but I want to say six to eight months before I was born again, that 
is how my mom began to pray. Mm. God, do what it takes. Do what it takes. Mm-hmm. And the last, I'll say, like the the last six months or so before I was saved was a hell on earth. It was horrible, horrible time. It was God humbling, humbling, breaking, 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 removing exaltation in my life to where I could bend a knee and say, "There's a God in heaven, and it's not me." <clears throat> but that began to happen um, by by those struggles and difficulties. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's this whole idea of yeah fire purifies Mm. fire purifies and um yeah i wonder listeners and viewers uh maybe think about some ways that you may see that you are limiting god in your life where faith and belief aren't present in that one circumstance or whatever you're you're facing and begin to do the things that are going to increase your belief and faith even ask others to believe for you. Uh, it, there's something blessed in asking uh, for people to fast and pray with you about something. And there's results that come from that. Um, but maybe also with those struggles and those trials, uh, shifting perspective, mm. you know, asking the Lord to do what Josh just bravely said. Uh, God, would you would you would i be a vessel of honor that whatever whatever it takes to bring you the most glory god would you i want to submit to that even if it hurts even if it's difficult even if it brings pain that's momentary that's temporary that's just this earth um i don't know if i'm brave enough to pray that in truth yet Like the dumb people who pray for patience. Lord, I believe not. See, because even that, like the kind of the stereotype is, hey, if I pray for patience, like God's going to send me a whole bunch of jerk bags. No, I think what's going to happen. And I didn't come up with this. I heard this somewhere else. I was like, that's that's I think that's the way it is. Says if you pray for patience, God is going to reveal through the Holy Spirit just how impatient you are. (laughs) He's going to highlight. He's going to highlight the heart of it. Sure. Lord, it's not that Holy Spirit needs to like impart patience. Right. You need to root out your impatience. Mark seven. That's that's mm-hmm. what has to happen. Yeah. It's not that you know it's not these people's fault. Right. <laughs> it's me. Yep. It's me. Yep. My heart is one and that it's it's a pride mm-hmm. thing. It's like, no, my time is more valuable than any of these other people's <laughs> time. So when they slow me down, yep. I have a right to be upset with to them. Be angry. How dare you drive? <laughs> Three miles an hour below the speed limit when I've got places to be. Uh, do you know what I say? <laughs> I say to of those people, you are impeding my forward motion. <laughs> That's what I say to those people. <laughs> so we need to ask God to do heart surgery on us, root out our impatience, not not, yeah. not get rid of all the slow people. And so. I think this conversation next week with your special guest in, in Mark chapter 7 is going to really hone in on this conversation that we had. I think we were kind of in, in, in the higher altitude today, but next week when you guys dig into Mark 7, uh, this conversation of what's the constitution of my persons? What's inside of me? What is actually in my heart? Am I willing to confess and admit that what God's word says in Mark 7 about what's in my heart is there? And what do we do about that? What's That's the next thing? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bummed you're not going to be here to have that conversation. Oh, I, so well, 
it's interesting because Mark 7 was one of the texts that the church group that I was involved in justified some legalistic practices when the text is so very clear about what it actually means. Mm. Um, I know that now. I didn't then. Uh, but yeah, Mark 7 is a text that's, yeah, yeah. I will I will be here for church. Okay. Yeah, so our flight. So is this another another business? No, no, no. Uh, we're Lily and I are going to Phoenix. Oh, this is the yeah, for World Championship. She's going to yeah, go yeah, compete yeah. as a world. Yeah, she's a national district and regional and national champion in some areas. Now she's qualified for worlds. So we're going to fly to Phoenix and see what's up. Don't mess with Lily Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Don't mess with any of them. Leah Nasty. Oh no, yeah, Mikey all three Nasty. Of them. <laughs> Yeah, Ian's, Ian, Ian's super nice. No, he's passive. He Ian, doesn't do taekwondo. Ian'll, he'll tell you some jokes, and you know you can. He'll share a cup of coffee and laugh with Ian. Yes, but uh, the other three, they'll beat you up. Yes, so. yes, they're gnarly. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, yeah. this has been episode thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. Yeah. Uh, throw a link on your social media. Yeah. Um, we'd love your feedback. Again, you guys, I love our our regular commenters. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Frank, Rebecca, and mm-hmm. uh, Darlene. Like we've Jeff. got Jeff. You've got a lot of people that uh, yep. regularly uh, throw stuff out there. But uh, we love that interaction. It's cool because yeah. we don't want this to just be like us talking at y'all. Like, yeah, we, we like conversation. So. Absolutely. But uh, hey, thanks for hanging with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.